Good morning, Valley Church. It's been a great day in the house, isn't it? Beautiful day outside and a great day inside. God is good all the time. Isn't it good to be in the house this morning? You know, um, oh, I, I wanted to uh, acknowledge someone that doesn't get here that often because he lives in somewhere near Denver, Colorado Springs. So Norm Norm Jr., we everyone just that's known him for years and years just calls him Bo. So Bo, would you stand up just for a second? This is Yeah. He took me literally, that was one second. <laughs> I timed, but that's Renee and Valerie's older brother. Pastors Norman Ruby's oldest son. So, so good to have you here, Bo. I want to, uh, after that being said, you know, last Sunday, I had a birthday Saturday and, and uh, so was not ready for coming up here. I don't know, those of you that were here, I got introduced and Pastor Matthew was, was talking about it and I wasn't even in here. I was out in the hallway with a couple other, two or three other people, and we were actually praying. Uh, and something really cool, we were praying for Pastor Dina, who was getting ready to go minister at another church. She was just here for worship, and then she was going to go minister at another church. So I think TJ, uh, Drew, and I don't know, there were two or three or three or four of us that were out there to catch her before she took off so we could lay hands on her so we could pray for her and for her send-off and man how many know that when the power of God comes down and, and hits you sometimes you can be just a little stunned think act and a, a little bit differently how many know what I'm talking about yeah, well, let's, let's have a hand clap or an amen or something to that. It's like, because you know what I'm talking about. Well, then I came back in here. I came walking in here, and, and I wasn't even sure what all was happening. But the other two people that were going to minister to that church, Manny and Crystal, were getting prayed for right up here. So it was as if, the, I mean, happening out there, happening in here, prayer prayer, 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 praying over them to send them out, which I think is so cool that we don't even try to just keep it inside the walls of the church. It's like, praise God, is going outside the walls of this church, and they're going out to minister, so we're laying hands on them, we're praying for them, and sending them out. But the one I want to talk about a little bit is the prayer that was going on out there in the hallway, because I missed this one. I didn't know it was, was happening in here. So, uh, out there in the hallway, all of a sudden, the, the power and the presence of God just came, and it, and it settled. And so I came stumbling in here and looked at, what, like, what's going on? I said, hey, you need to be up there. I stepped up here and, you know, he sang happy birthday to me because it's like, I call this the first year, not, not like 71, but the first year of my eighth decade. So I'm one now, or one and eight. That sounds even better, doesn't it? Eighth decade, first year. So I stood up here and, and somewhat dazed because I had just come out of the really powerful presence of God, stand up here for like happy birthday, and, and then I, I, I received a card and a hug, and I, I just went and sat down, and, and my wife says, how many know that for every good man, there's probably a better woman behind him? <laughs> Prompting, pushing, prodding. I, I went over and I, I sat down and she's like, what's wrong with you? It's like, what? It's like, what's wrong with you? You didn't even say thank you. It's like, I don't know. It's like, this is my story, and I'm sticking to it. It was I was still experiencing the presence of God that we got to experience out there in the hallway, so I was just kind of like... 
with a goofy smile on my face and not knowing what to do but just go sit down. So I apologize. Thank you so much. How's that? Did I do better? <laughs> now, you have no idea how much we really appreciate what an honor and a privilege it is for us to be right in the center of what God's doing here. We love it, we love you, we love the Lord, and we're just excited and privileged again, and I say honored to be here. And it's all because of who he has brought together and assembled and called this congregation. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, we love you. And she's got me straightened out. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the manifestation thing. I kind of opened the door to that, so I think I would like to talk about that a little bit. And then we're really going to jump into, because this resurrection day, it's all about Jesus and all about the purpose that he came, right? So that's what you want to hear about. But I'm going to talk a little bit first about the manifestations. Um, John 14, 21. That's something, one of my go-to scriptures where Jesus says, those of you that love me are those that keep my commands and I will love you and the Father will love you and I will manifest myself to you. Everybody say manifest. manifest. That probably means something different to almost every one of us, but I was just thinking uh, of what the manifestations of God are. It's like even thinking about how we hear God and how we know that it's God. How many, how many of you would say, I definitely know the presence of God. I know Jesus. I know when he's around. I know when he touches me. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that need to end up having that experience where you know you've been touched by God and there is no question in your mind and he becomes that real to you. It's like, oh, that was God. Oh, that was God. Uh, because there were not a lot of hands. Maybe if you could raise your hands a little higher and I could see them, the for sures. That's more now. I must have shamed you into it. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's at least half. So, so all we have left is just half the people or maybe 40% that still need to really have that, that touch where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, 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 it's, that it's God. It's like, you know, we can hear and learn. I mean, if we read this Bible and we become really familiar with this Bible and... and the Gospels and, and, and all through the Bible, both Old and, and New Testament, we can learn a lot about the people in the Bible. We can learn so much about Jesus if we look at this as, as his adventures and what he did and, and the things that he said. We can learn a lot about him, but until we've had an encounter with him, we just don't really know him. Right? And there's definitely some people here this morning that, that, that didn't raise their hand that probably know a lot about him, even that have been raised in church, but have never actually had the encounter, the experience, like, oh, wow, that was God. You're so good. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for touching me. Thank you for... Um, and, and as I think about the manifestations and... and over the years, the different manifestations that have become very real to me and, and when I can feel and tell that, that the presence is, is getting weightier and heavy and he's ready to do something. How many know what I'm talking about now? Where you feel that it begins to intensify and, and you're feeling and, and you're experiencing and go, oh, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things I remember in 1990, going to uh, going to Mexico with a big, big hole in my heart that I needed to get healed, and it's like, oh, God, I need to know you for real. I need to know you're real, and I need to, I need an experience. 
I've never had before. And 1990, summer of 1990, and, and I was at a, it, all, in, all in Spanish. I understand about every fourth word, so I could tell what you're talking about. I just don't know what you're saying. And so I sat through the service, but I knew there was something that I needed, and so I, I went to the front, which was on the grass under a, a tent thing, and, and, and I went up there, and a little guy came up to me, and he, in Spanish, said something, which I don't know, have any idea what it was, just touched me on the head, and I fell over, fell out, and the first time that I had really experienced the presence of God, and I had no idea what happened, I had no grid for it, I was like... What in the world? But what I knew that I was experiencing a crazy amount of fulfillment and joy. And it's just like everything that I needed became present to me in that moment. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah, it's like, hmm. That was Jesus manifesting himself to me. And taking care of something... See, this little guy, he didn't communicate in English, and I didn't communicate in Spanish. So I didn't tell him what I had need of. I just stepped up there. He touched me, and God took care of the rest. Holy Spirit filled in. And, and, and I think that how important that is that we realize that it is not just about all of the words that we speak. Scripture says... Uh, I think 1 Corinthians 4.20, that it is not, the kingdom is not a kingdom of words, but a kingdom of power, of presence and power. God gave me a dream and a vision a long time ago where, where he said in that dream, and I heard the audible voice and felt this amazing presence, and he said, it's about my presence, not the plan. It's about my presence, not your plans. It's like, whoa, so it's not about programs. It's not about everything that we can learn or how much scripture we can memorize. It's about the presence of God, acknowledging, experiencing the presence and power of Almighty God. So that's something that we've been pursuing and creating an atmosphere for. For the last several years now, 11, 12 years, that we've really been going after the presence, the presence, so that you can end up having your experience of the presence and the power of Almighty God. In Acts 2, verses 13 and 15, after the Holy Spirit had come up on the upper room and they came down and they were like, tongues of fire and all that they were they were down there and they were speaking in tongues and they were just like incredible celebration they were having and speaking and everyone was hearing them in their own languages and some of the people that looked on at that said they have got to be drunk on new wine it's like no 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 that's the presence of god when we first started experiencing a lot of the manifestations of Jesus showing up. I remember looking at some of those things that were happening and saying, that can't be God. That can't be God. Can that be God? Can that be God? Had my glasses of judgment on, and I was just like, oh, I don't think that is. I don't think that is. But just because I have not yet experienced it, I didn't think that it could really be God. Are you with me? Just because it's something that you haven't experienced, because we put God in this box over here, that doesn't mean that it's not God. But when we see something, after you get more and more familiar with the presence of God and with Holy Spirit and begin to hear his voice more and more, then within your spirit, when you see something that's happening or hear something it's like and it causes it a check like causes your stomach just like oh oh where it's not just in your head anymore you feel it in your spirit it's like okay that's not god that's not god that's somebody either acting up in the flesh or the wrong spirit are you with me you know what i'm talking about there 
Some of you know what I'm talking about there. Um, well, I just wanted to share my, what, the importance and the value of the presence of God and the atmosphere that we create through worship and through believing and through operating in the freedom of the Spirit, there's an atmosphere we create that attracts the presence of God. How many feel the presence this morning? Good, 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 good. We're doing something right here. I want you to turn with me to 1 John. We're going to start really, really talking about Jesus now and purpose, purpose. Now I think of goals, purposes, and, and ambitions that we have. And one of the things that we're going to get around to today is the purpose that Jesus came, why he came, what his goals were while he was here. I looked up definitions of goal. The goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim, an aim or a desire for a desired result, an aim for a desired result, which is much like purpose. That's a person's sense of resolve or determination as one has with an intention or an object. What, 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 a, a ten, wow, come on. Intention or objective. So we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about the attributes of Jesus, the amazing, amazing Jesus, that sacrifice that took care of all of our sins, that brought us into right standing with God, and the main purpose and reason that he came. Are you ready? Well, then let's turn to 1 John, verses 1 through 5. And we're not, oh, we are going to have it up. Oh, my word, and that is really big print. I can read that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In verse 5, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So when you're saying the Word, the Word became, then later on it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. What is the Word? Jesus. What is it? Jesus. The Word is Jesus. Jesus. It's like, it's so interesting that, that Jesus, I just, I have written down, He was, is, and is to come. Creation was made and done through Jesus. Jesus and God the Father, face to face. So I, yeah, we don't, I'm not going to get in too much into that, but Jesus, with God the Father, created all things. It, everything was created through Jesus, and the Word was spoken, and Jesus was the Word that came and became flesh. Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah. Because God spoke everything into existence. Okay, let's turn to 1 Colossians. First Colossians, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Who's the son of God's love? The son of God's love is Jesus, his only begotten son. The son of God's love. Let's go back and read that one again. He, God, has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Kingdom of Jesus. Okay. 
in whom we have redemption through his blood. Everybody say, the blood of Jesus. On the cross that he died on. Through that, we have the forgiveness of sins. Next. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Jesus, the image of God. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, that are visible and invisible. Who created it all? That's what the scripture says, isn't it? Who created it all? Jesus. Once more. Jesus. Whether thrones or dimensions or principalities or powers, he created it all. All things were created through him and for him. Next. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Everybody say, he was. He, was. he is. He and he, is to come. and he is to come. And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that all in all things he may have the preeminence. What does the preeminence mean? It means the first, the only, the main, the most important thing. For it pleased the Father that in him, in who? In who? That it pleased the Father that in Jesus all the fullness should dwell. So what was in Jesus? The fullness of God. Complete deity. <laughs> all that God had was in Jesus. Correct? So, flesh, blood, Bones with God inside. Amen. All right. Where are we? How far did we get there? Colossians 13, or which one are we on? That was it? Perfect. That's a great place to stop. Okay, let's go to Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. For in him, in who? Jesus. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's a beautiful thing. And next. And you. Everybody say you. you. Turn to your neighbors. Say you, you. Are, are complete in him. Complete. Who is the head? Of all. You're tailing off really bad here. <laughs> Who is the head of all? Principality and power. It's like, whoa, that's good news, isn't it? Uh, I think that's enough there. I could read more. This is really exciting. I, I would encourage every one of you just to read through Colossians, all of Colossians. It's short, not very many pages to it. You, you, great, 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 powerful, powerful books. Um, all right, we're going to turn to John 10.10. 10. It's pretty quick. Uh, Christy's going to come up here. We're going to have the amazing second half of this message. John 10.10. 10. The thief, we'll just call it the devil, the enemy, the thief, does not come except to steal, to kill, to destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they, that you, may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Amen. So what does Jesus come for? That you and I would have life and life more abundantly. Not that we would just survive, but we would thrive. John 10, 17 and 18. This is, this one... Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. And 18, no one takes it from me. What, what, what does no one take from Jesus? His life. His life. 
No one takes his life from him. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. What does that tell you? But Jesus is all-powerful. Has the power to lay it down and take it up again. <laughs> this command I've received from my Father. And Jesus would only do what he saw his Father do, only say what he heard his Father say. He was a perfect Son who did absolutely no wrong. All of the rest of the perfect sons out there, raise their hand. Well, Tim's been made perfect in Christ. He, he just raised his hand. It's like, yes, yes, me too, me too. I'm perfected in Jesus Christ. Let's look at <laughs> oh. Matthew 26, 39. He went a little further, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible... Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, not as I will, but as you will. Not my will, but your will be done. It's like we know that Jesus had the ability to lay his life down, but he had a decision to make. It's like, can you imagine putting yourself, knowing what was coming for you, putting yourself in his position? You could imagine that. That's rough. I, I, I just think, put yourself in, in his position when he's in the garden and he's praying. It's like, God, oh, sorrowful, just a, a horrible situation. To the point that as he was praying, he was actually sweating blood. Drops of blood came from him. It's like, I just think the, the agony, the agony, the pain, even to be willing. Said, God, Father, Please, if there's a way that we could get around this, if there's an alternate plan B, if there's something we could do differently and that you could take this cup from me, can you figure something different out, Father God? So if not, not my will. I, I'm willing to go through this. I'm willing to lay my life down. I'm willing to humble myself to the point that they'll spit on my face. They'll put a crown of thorns on my head. I'll be naked and beaten in front of the crowd. They'll mock me. They'll make fun of me. They'll spit on me. And that's what I'm going to have to do if that's the case. I'm willing to do that, Father. Hebrews 12.2. We, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What do you suppose was the joy that was set before him? Yeah. Yes. Us being empowered by the promised gift of the Holy Spirit to be able to take back the power and authority that we had once been given. Redeemed, restored, re, I say replaced, put back into the position of right standing with God as we once were before Adam fell. That's what Jesus came for. And that joy, that vision that he had, is what he was willing to go through all this, to die for, to be crucified, to hang on that cross, to be ridiculed to no end, beaten to where he was not even recognizable, and then hung on the cross for you and for me as he took on the sins of the world. Turn to John 14, 12. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Oh, that's some of the joy that was set before him because he understood what was going to be happening in this world, what was going to be taking place through his disciples and the disciples that the disciples made and the disciples that those disciples made. Because of the power of what was coming through the Holy Spirit, Jesus endured that cross for each and every one of us that are here today. Is this not amazing? Incredible. Such good news. John 14, 26. But the Helper. Everybody say, the Helper. The, helper. the Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name. He, He, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance, refreshing your memory, everything that I've said to you, everything that I've taught you. It's like Holy Spirit is going to be my guy on the earth that will lead you, comfort you, bring you into all truth, teach you, empower you. It's like I was thinking, I was like early this morning, I was sitting in my chair and drinking coffee and just thinking how, how amazing and incredible. It's like Father God, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, but one message that's conveyed, one God, three, however you want to understand or believe that. I say that's one of those mysteries. You ask me how, how I really don't even, I don't even like to get into that. I just saying that's one of those mysteries that when you can understand that and when you can explain that, you can also explain to me how God can be omnipotent, omnipresent, <laughs> omniscient all at the same time. You know, there's mysteries that we can try and try. Well, what do you believe? If I tell you exactly what I believe and you don't believe exactly the same way, then we have something to disagree about and you might just go somewhere else. Is that an issue of salvation? No, no, no. That's not a salvation issue. So I just think of like, you know, when, when we have our antenna up in the spiritual airwaves, this, this is what I call it, it's amazing what happens. How many people are going to, when you check around and listen to different messages, like, good grief, how many people are speaking and preaching the same message in different churches that have had no kind of communication? When we have the three amigos up here, three guys that end up speaking that each speak 12 or 15 minutes and they're not supposed to talk to each other and prepare, that there's continuity throughout the messages because they're led by the Holy Spirit. When we hear worship and then when, when we go from worship to the word and the word and the worship, it's like they're, they're, they coincide. Some of, some of the lyrics in the worship you hear in the preaching, it's like, did we talk about? No, we didn't talk about that. That's antennas up in the spiritual airwaves picking up what Holy Spirit's saying. Isn't that cool? I think about that like, you know, there's God, and it's going to be the same message that comes from God, who's the satellite, and then it comes through a repeater. Now you think I'm goofy, don't you? No, how, how, and we, 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 we talk, we, we have the ability to pray to Father God. We have the ability to enter into the holy of holies and speak directly to Father God with Jesus up there as our, as our intercessor, as our advocate, sitting at the right hand of the Father, praying and interceding for us because, because, I think, I'm going to have to quit here pretty quick, so you can start getting ready, Christy. I've only got about five more minutes. I say that, so that probably means 12. But <laughs> How many of you have ever watched that, that, that undercover boss? I got a kick out of that. We, we saw that here a while back where, where the CEO or the head or the owner of a company goes and, and he ends up working in his own company. And he starts at, like, at the bottom of the ladder and he's working in the warehouse or, or, or working somewhere. It's like... And then he ends up seeing what, what's happening throughout his organization, and he knows firsthand. So 
he can reward those that have done amazing and incredible jobs, and he can fire those who didn't. But because he, nobody knows who he is. Are you tracking with me? And that's how Jesus came. God sent Jesus to earth, to the earth that he created, to walk as a man in the flesh, experiencing what we experience, being tempted the way that we're tempted, and then having to endure the cross and feel the pain, the agony, and all of the shame. But he was willing. And he did. And he died. And he rose again, thank God. Uh, John 16, 7. Nevertheless, Jesus speaking, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. Can you imagine being one of the disciples and trying to figure this out? It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. That's the promise of Jesus. He's got to go. He's going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit, that is available to each and every one of us to give us that incredible power and that touch that we need to feel and experience his incredible presence. Last one that I have, last scripture, Luke 24, 49. Behold, Jesus says, behold, this is the resurrected Jesus. Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. Everybody say, upon you. Upon you. Point at somebody. Upon you. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued. You know what endued means? Yeah, it means like empowered. It means like clothed in some, wrapped up. So I just say wrapped up. You got your power robe on, that you are endued with power from on high. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be endued with power from on high. So Jesus came. Jesus died. This amazing, incredible man, completely deity, wrapped in clothing to do and experience just what we do, what we experience, to be this amazing example for us, but to be the sacrifice for our sins so we can be reconciled to Father God and empowered by the Holy Spirit as we walk it out here on earth. The kingdom of God is at hand. That kingdom of God is Jesus Christ who has poured out now the Holy Spirit made available to each and every one of us, and by that Spirit we walk. Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Christy up here. She's got some amazing testimonies to share of what God has done in our midst and what's happened to... I'll just let you take over. I just, I was getting fired up hearing this. Because this is the power of the gospel. This is what Jesus paid for. We didn't just come here to be like, hooray, it's Easter Sunday. No, Jesus paid the ultimate price. So just like Pastor said, then Holy Spirit would come fill us, and now we actually get to walk in the same power that Jesus did. Amen. Now. Right now. That's not figuratively. That's, that's reality. This is what Jesus paid for. It was a high price. Like Pastor said, he went through agony that's unimaginable. He was beaten to where he was unrecognizable. And he did this, and he knew he had to. It says from the foundations of the earth. These are our testimonies that are coming up. I know if you're like me, all of a sudden you see people walking out, and you're like, squirrel, why are people walking out? These are testimonies, so it's good. They're not thinking this is heresy. They're like, this is a good word. But... Jesus paid this price, and this is the 
this is our beautiful invitation, is that our lives now get to be an offering saying, you're worthy of it all, Jesus. Through my life, I want to say you're worthy of it all. He paid for it all. Like I said, from the foundations of the earth, he knew what was going to happen. John 3, 16, God sent his son to save us. It's what he desired to do. So I'm going to read you a few verses here really quick. Because guess what? It's a really good day to boast in Jesus. But this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing God's one and only son. But here's the reality. Like Pastor said, so first of all, Jesus came to save people. That's why we're here. Each and every person, we're here because he saved us, right? (laughs) It wasn't anything we did to deserve it. He loves us. And that's good news. That's our Jesus. He's the one who rescues us, who picks us up from the mud, who saves us, who sets us free. And he paid this high price. He paid something that we could have never paid, right? He did something we could have never done. And he did it for the joy set before him, which was us. So that right now, in faith in Jesus, we get to have right relationship with him, which that's wonderful. It's the best. There's nothing like it. But like Pastor said, then he goes, and now I'm going to go. So the Holy Spirit's going to come and fill you. But do you know how much of like a, just a sucker punch to the devil that was? What that really meant was that now Jesus was going to be in each and every one of us. And like it says that we get to do greater works, that's because that same power lives in us. So Jesus is like, oh yes, just like pastor said, I'm about to send out my sons and daughters. I'm the firstborn of many brethren, but now they're about to go all over the world and see miracles, signs, and wonders all because of the power of the blood of Jesus. So that's what happens when we get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And also it says that all creation is groaning for the manifest sons and daughters. So the world, literally creation, is like, I'm just waiting for you to be all that Jesus has made you to be and for you to believe it. That's what this is about. Creation's like, I'm waiting for you to believe that Christ in you really is the hope of glory. That Christ in us really is the hope of glory. Colossians 1 26 says this message was kept secret for centuries and generations but now it has been revealed to God's people for God wanted them which is us right God wanted us to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too and this is the secret are you ready Christ lives in you This gives you assurance of his glory. So we tell others about Christ warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard. But that's what this is about. The message that was hidden for so long was the reality that Christ was going to live in us. And what happens when that happens? We get to go and we get to be his hands and feet on the earth. We get to see miracles, signs, and wonders. And why is that? Because he changes lives. He does. He rescues us. So we're going to have some of these testimonies come out now. And what this is, is us just celebrating the beauty of Jesus. That he takes broken people, broken situations. He picks us up. He turns us around and he makes us completely new. He heals us. He restores us. He redeems us. This is our Jesus. This is the one we're celebrating. So 
yeah, we'll spread a little bit there. We'll spread the love. But actually, what I'm going to do, bless all of them. We'll, I'll just have you come up here individually, because then everyone will get a C. So I grew up um, fatherless, but my heavenly father found me, and now I'm a good father too. Only Jesus. Um, I was in a pit of fear and anxiety, shame, self-hatred, depression. I was hopeless and I was ready to give up. But now, I have peace and joy and real hope. Jesus! All right, life while not walking with Jesus. Um, Fluctuate emotions like wasn't always happy. Alcohol, soft drugs, I had to clarify so my grandparents didn't think I was doing the hard stuff. Um... I lied to my parents all the time, trying to hide what I was doing, and um, I had trouble sleeping. Life while walking with Jesus. Uh, Pure and constant joy. Completely alcohol-free. None of the drugs, sometimes Advil and stuff like that. I no longer feel the need to lie about how I'm living my life. I'm sleeping much better. I'm never stressed because I know God's got it. I carry the love and joy of Jesus. That's right. I'm artistic as well. And he's artistic as well. Our sweet new friend, Anna. So I, um, before the power of the Lord just came on me, man, um, I had a heavy spirit. I felt anxious all the time. I had an anxiety disorder called trichotillomania, and it is an incurable disease. If anyone of you guys know what this is, it takes 10, 20 years of therapy to heal this. And in one night, <laughs> I was healed. <laughs> I was healed. <laughs> and the joy and the peace I've experienced is beyond my understanding. It's truly only from Jesus. I couldn't do it myself. can't do it myself. Thank you, Jesus. long, long time. Um, I did my life completely on my own, and I had total control of it. Uh, it led to a lot of, not a lot of, complete um, anxiety, heaviness, um, to the point where I kind of gave up, and I was, you know, I don't, didn't really know if I wanted to follow God, because it was just a lot of work, and a lot of, well, it felt like a lot of work and a lot of heaviness on my own, um, and then giving up my life to the Lord, giving Him everything to have his way and his will, Um, just complete joy and peace and incredible provision of the Lord in ways that don't make sense to your human mind Um, and things that should have worked out years prior when things were, you know, better from human eyes and the Lord just works things out when things make no sense. Um, So yeah, joy and peace, I forgot what I wrote, joy and peace in the Lord's perfect provision and path. Um, I lived in the devil's hands. I am with God in my heart. Jesus is in your heart. Amen. Um, I was living in darkness shame, deceit, lies. It pretty much almost tore my family apart. I came dang close. But then I gave it to God. And God broke my chains. And He's healing my family. That's our Jesus! Well, before God, I was a soulless career criminal for many years. But then God called my name. And in Jesus Christ, I'm a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. Hi. <laughs> so I struggled with a lot of, like, 
un unhappiness, a lot of emptiness. I could never find my direction or guidance. I always had worry and I just felt this anxiety inside of me. But then Jesus, he gave me a new mind and heart. I found revival. He renewed my strength and I'm no longer lost. Thank you, Jesus. I struggled with drugs and alcohol and I had like no direction so God broke my chains and set me free from all sins. I renewed I am renewed by his love. That's right. Come on. We're going to celebrate. How good is Jesus? So for me, I was stuck in this vicious cycle of just numbing myself with drugs and alcohol for a lot of years. And when I finally prayed for the Lord to change my desires, he totally set me free from all addictions and gave me abundant life. And I've never wanted to be myself more than I do now. <laughs> yes, Jesus. So I was an overthinker. Uh, the enemy created a lot of scenarios in my head that were not true. And after I got to know Jesus, uh, he renewed my mind and he set me free. Before Jesus, um, I had a lot of anxiety. I was always looking for validation from friends, from people that probably weren't the best to receive validation from uh, and definitely searching for answers in all of the wrong places and after Jesus um, peace so much peace so much joy like unexplainable joy and uh, he's given me such a purpose for my life come on this is our beautiful Jesus this is what he does this is who he is that's why we said the secret message that was hidden for so many generations was revealed now is that Jesus was going to pay the ultimate price to live in us. And now we have been given this beautiful ministry of reconciling people back to God. That means bringing people back to God. And these are testimonies of people coming back to God. And that's what we get to do. This is the beautiful, beautiful gift that Jesus paid for. He paid for salvation, and then he goes, all right, you ready to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Because now you're going to go out, and we're going to see people saved, set free, healed, restored, families restored. We're going to see addictions broken, all because of what our beautiful Jesus has done. <laughs> 